You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another edition of the Hello Wing Column podcast alongside the award-winning former Major Leaguer Mike Bassick. I'm Jared Sandler getting ready for the trade deadline final push. We've got a couple weeks left and. Uh, The rumors are going to run rampant. The Rangers are likely going to be in the middle of a lot of these rumors, but probably from the perspective of buyers and sellers, and we're going to talk about that. Plus, a lot of people have spent time talking about whether or not the Rangers should re-sign you, Darvish. What about some of these other guys? We'll uh, we'll have a conversation that might be relevant uh, with the trade deadline a couple weeks away. But let's start with what are the Rangers going to do? So I've had people, Mike, and I'm sure you've had the same thing, people texting me being like, hey, I just saw this, the, the Rangers are trying to buy, and then two minutes later, hey, I saw the Rangers are trying to sell. Listen, here's the deal. They're two games under five they They're kind of in that no-man's land. They've got the deadline still, what, 17 days away. And that's plenty of time. Of course there are rumors of them trying to buy and trying to sell because they've got to investigate both sides depending on which side of the fence they actually fall on. and. We're, I, I know we want answers now. This isn't a wedding. All right. Everyone gets invited, but you don't have to choose chicken or steak or vegetarian. You don't have to commit right now. It's a buffet. So you go to the wedding and then you kind of pick and choose what you want to do when the time comes. And, you know, sure, the Rangers can make a move right now, but they also don't have to. And they don't have to commit to being buyers or sellers. And I know that kind of stymies conversation a little bit. I know we want to be able to fully talk about them as buyers or sellers, but that's just not the reality right now. Right, and I think it's going to be fun for the players this road trip, the 10-game road trip, uh, which starts against Kansas City, and then you get Baltimore, and then you get Tampa Bay. What a huge road trip for these guys. Because if they can play above five hundred on the road trip, 6-4 and four or better, then they somewhat prove to the front office we're good enough to do this against the the teams we're competing against for a playoff spot because they're not competing anymore against the Houston Astros. That's over and done with. They're competing against the Royals, Tampa Bay, holding Baltimore down below them. And if they can show that they're better than those guys, especially on the road, then I think that puts a little bit of pressure on John Daniels to add to me a relief pitcher to this team that can help them possibly get a wild card spot. If they go five and five, you're still two games under 500 with what you're talking about five, six games to go before the trade deadline. That makes it tougher on John Daniels. If they go four and six or three and seven and you're three to four games under 500 after this road trip, I think it makes it really easy on John Daniels to pick up the phone to all the teams that are desperate for a starting pitcher or a catcher and say, hey, what do you need from us? We, this is what we need from you to help us out in 2019-2020. Sure. So, you know, I've been asked, do you want them to buy or do you want them to sell? And I kind of want the players to tell me. 
You know, it, it's what you just said, yeah. basically. And I'll know maybe not even after the full 10 games, after the next week, what I'm what I'm hoping for. If the Rangers are four or five games under 500, I kind of look at that and say, well, that's kind of what they are. That's their team. Even if they're only five games back, they're, they're kind of an under 500 team. And maybe it would be best to take advantage of the opportunity to, to stock up the farm. But if, as you indicated, the Rangers uh, go, let's say, six and four or heck even seven and three, then I'm looking at things and saying, all right, hey, the Rangers probably went seven and three because Cole Hamill's pitched yeah. well again. Maybe he's figured something out. Maybe he's uh, you know, back to being a really good pitcher, uh, which is what he wasn't prior to the injury. Uh and all right, hey, yeah, why not? Let's go out and get a couple relievers and, and see what fun we can have. Here's what I would hate as a Ranger fan. I would hate to not make the playoffs and never have gotten anything for you, Darvish. Right. Because that's your biggest asset, I believe, at the trade deadline is somebody will give you two premium prospects and then maybe throw in another one or two guys that you think could possibly uh, be a major league player down the road. But either you make the playoffs with you, Darvish, and I'm, I'm going to be happy. I can't get upset if they make the playoffs, which would be the wild card game, and they lose the wild card game. And then say, I knew they should have traded. Well, look, it kind of worked out. You got yourself in a position to be in the dance. And we've seen, unfortunately, as a Ranger fan, that just because you're the one seed or just because you're the favorite in Las Vegas does not mean you're actually going to uh, win the World Series or win the divisional round that you're supposedly supposed to win. If the Rangers can get in without sending away their players, excited. If they don't send away any of their players and they end up three games out of the wild card spot, it's just going to feel really bad because your future doesn't look that bright. And then it doesn't look financially like Jared, and you can talk about the other guys here in a second, like you're going to be able to keep a lot of the guys on this team that supposedly you're going to like 17 days from now and stick with. Because if you're going to stick with this team 17 days from now, I really would like a commitment for more of these guys to stay longer. All right, so we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I do want to know, though, your thoughts. You, you know, we've both talked about two premium prospects, right? That's kind of if, if the I Rangers so. want to trade. Yeah, I think that's right. what you can get. So how does yesterday yesterday change your mind or does it all? Because With Jose the- Quintana got traded. Yeah. And he's not as good as you, Darvish. Yeah. But he is under control through 2020. Yeah. And the Cubs gave up one super-duper prospect. Right. Uh, top, top 10. Yeah, top 10 guy, Eloy Jimenez. In all of baseball. Right. They gave up Brett Cease, who's a top 100 guy. I think uh, most services kind of have him in the 50 to 75 range. And then they gave up two other guys. Yeah. But that's that's two, what we would consider two premium prospects. Yes. That was for a guy with three years of control. Do you think after that, you Darvish can still get two premium prospects? Because he is a pure rental. I do. I would rather, to your point, if I was the Cubs and I could have Darvish or Quintana, I would rather have Quintana uh, than you Darvish because of the control. And honestly, Jared, I'm honest with this. I really think that Jose Quintana, you Darvish, and Cole Hamels are in the same tier of pitchers for me. They're not. Oh my gosh, it's Kershaw, it's Chris Sale, it's Win Healthy, Noah Syndergaard. It's, uh, you know, I can throw, I think Corey Kluber's a tier ahead of the guys I just named. So I can put 
him in that category. I, I don't think I can put Quintana up there in that category, and I can't put Hamels and Darvish in that category. So I put them on the same spot, and then the contract and the age of Jose Quintana puts him over the top of Darvish and Hamels. I do still think you can get that because I think a L.A. Dodger team or a possible – probably the Nationals don't want him. But the Yankees. The Yankees, the Astros, but the two top teams, right? The Dodgers yeah. and the Astros right now, according to percentages, have a 100% chance of making the playoffs. So I know that they can go down. It's not exact. The Rangers right now have a 33% chance of making the playoffs. Uh, but those teams that really have a 100% chance, I think they can sell out a little bit more at their prospects going, we're going to be in a five-game series. And maybe they give you a little bit more because – they're desperate to add that premium pitcher to their team. All right, well, I'll tell you this, though. Let me let me throw this at you. I mean, the oh. Astros could have gotten Quintana. They they chose not to beat the Cubs' offer. They did not want Kyle Tucker, reportedly, to be in the deal. They didn't mind pr- uh, parting with Francis Martez, from what I was able to gather. They but probably Kyle- would want to trade the guy who's on a 50-game suspension now. <laughs> David Paulino? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but uh, so I guess my, my point there is, if they weren't willing to trade that package yeah. with two premium prospects for Quintana okay. on July twelfth, yeah, why would or thirteenth? Why would they want to do that two weeks later for a guy who is only a two month controllable player? Uh true. I, I think that's a great point. I think deadlines make deals absolutely, and, and Dallas Keuchel's health. Yeah, which we're going to continue to learn more about over the next couple of weeks might help make deals. Yeah, and so once you get to July 29th, July 30th, and there's only 24 hours left, and yeah, you didn't get Quintana because you said, well, there's Sonny Gray, there's Chris Archer, there's you Darvish, possibly you Darvish, obviously the Rangers might, and you start getting to the point where guys start going off the board and you're not getting one of those guys. And who knows what Cleveland's going to do? Who knows what Boston and New York are going to do? Those are kind of favorites to be in the playoffs. If they start adding pieces like everybody thinks they could, and you're Houston and you're just sitting there doing nothing, your fans start getting a little bit on you. And I think there's a little bit of pressure sometimes from the players. I've been part of uh, the Texas Rangers in 2004. Really good team. Competing against Oakland and Anaheim at the same time. All three really good teams at the same time competing for the division title, and there's only one wild card spot at the time, and it looks like it's going to come out of the AL West, and it did. Oakland and Anaheim both made the playoffs, I believe, in 2004. Well, there were guys that went into Buck Showalter's office and said, we're good enough. Add, add. Now, here's where it got somewhat lucky. They ended up not adding. The Texas Rangers did not make a major trade. In that year, it was, I believe, to go get Larry Walker. Yeah, was, that's right. And Ian Kinsler was going to be part of that trade. If I can remember kind of the rumor right and everything, that there's a possibility of getting him. Ian Kinsler was doing good in Frisco and double-A at the time. Well, I think he, was set, he had set a doubles record the year yeah, before. Luckily, that didn't happen. But there was getting to be a lot of pressure on the front office, right? All of a sudden, some... Some players for the Rangers started going into the office and saying, we've done our job. We've put ourselves in position to win. Now help us win. And so I think the Astros players could eventually say, hey, Boston's doing this. Uh, Cleveland just did that. Why aren't we going and getting somebody? So that's why I think 
just it for example, on how Houston might have a little bit more pressure at the end here to make a deal. Let me ask you this. I got two more you Darvish related questions before I do want to consider some of the other guys who could be traded or could also be extended or re-signed. Yeah. Uh, the first one is this. And this is my thought. Just, just thinking, I, this is what I thought about when I saw the Quintana deal. And we don't know how the market's going to develop. And we're, we're sitting here speculating. I mean, I, I've said this before. Uh, one year we go left and everyone else goes right. The next year, you know, you go right, everyone goes left in terms of trying to project what a player is going to get in return. But let's just say it's not two premium prospects. Let's say it's one premium prospect yeah. and two, two, okay, two yeah. okay prospects. Yeah. Do it. If you're in the gray, okay. Well, the reason I ask is if you're in the gray area, is that enough when you consider that you're going to have the ability to hand pick a premium prospect if you lose you, Darvish, in the draft next year? Yeah. You know, you, Darvish, will get you a, a late first round compensatory pick. There are plenty of stars that, you know, future stars that can be had at that point. So I guess my question is are the two okay prospects enough for you to say in the gray area? Yeah, let's make the deal. Obviously, if the Rangers rattle off seven of the next ten, then you're probably not trading you. If they lose seven mm. of the next ten, you probably are. But yeah. if they're in that middle area, yeah. do the two good prospects or okay prospects make it justifiable with just one premium prospect coming back? When you consider uh, that you can pick a premium prospect next June, does that I'm make gonna, sense? Yes, I'm going to go to I'm going to go to the the head of my scouting department, just like you're talking about, and I'm going to say, hey. We have a chance right now to get this guy from the Houston Astros. If he was in the major league draft in 2018, where would we take him? And if he says late first, early second, I hesitate, right? Because I'm going to get that already, and I'm I'm somewhat killing my chances if I take right. you Darvish off this team. Then I'll ask about the two other guys. I'll say, all right, so you're telling me he's right around what we would get if we kept you Darvish. And if my head of scouting said, yeah, I think he'd be somewhere between 25 and 35 selection for us. I say, okay, where does this guy and this guy go? Cause we'd get these two other guys. And if they tell me, boy, probably, you know, it's tough, but I would say they're both around fifth round draft picks in the next year's draft. I still think I would pull the trigger because yeah. now I'm I'm adding two extra fifth round picks to what I would get if I just kept you Darvish. So that's where I'm at with it uh, right now. The way this team stands, I believe Jared. I'm going to throw it out there. I think if this team really wants to compete in the playoffs, I think they need three quality relievers. Yeah, out of the organization, they need to go get Brad Hand, and I think that's doable. All star reliever for the Padres. Yes. Then they, then they need to go get two other guys. And one of the other guys I need to feel like can close ball games because, real quick, I don't think Kella can do it because his arm's not strong enough to do it. He can't handle the pressure, the, the deal. His arm can't handle the pressure of pitching three out of four days to close out games down the stretch when I need him to because his arm fails him ever since I've known him as a pitcher. Uh, Bush, right now, I think he has the stuff to do it, but mentally, obviously, that was a barrier that he wasn't able to break through in 2017. That's asking a lot of LeClerc if he ends up having to do it. Uh, but if we want to go bullpen by committee, then I need other, I need better bullpen by committee guys. You got to have better bull- committee members. Yes, because yeah. I can ask Brad Hand to close games every once in a while. I can also ask him in the seventh inning with Cano and Seeger coming up to pitch the seventh inning to really get us out of this situation against premium lefties in division. But if I don't have those guys, 
then I can't really do a bullpen by committee. Okay, one one last you question. Ten game road trip coming up. Yeah. The Rangers are two games under five hundred. How many wins do they need for you to not even listen to calls from teams asking about you, Darvish? Seven and three. Okay, so that means they need to be two games over five hundred for you to not even listen. Yeah. How many games do they need to lose for you to say we would be doing a an absolute disservice if we did not trade you, Darvish? Five and five. Wow. Okay. So if they go five and five and we're two games under, we're selling. Okay. That's that's me in the meeting. Yeah. No, that's fair. I think that's interesting. I say, hey, we've proven what we are. Yeah. We're a 500 team. We're going to we're gonna have some ups. We're going to have some downs. And at the end of the year, we're probably going to be right around 81 wins. That is not going to get it done. So what are we doing holding on to players that we don't have any future for? That's that's fair. I For me, and I know that I'm, I'm, I didn't really ask you this question, but a lot of it for me depends on Cole Hamels. Because... As good as Andrew Kashner has been and as good as Tyson Ross has been at times, to me, it's awfully tough. It's going to be awfully tough to not only make a run, but to look in the mirror and say, we have a chance to actually win a series if Cole Hamels is not the pitcher he's been the last two starts. The last two starts, Cole Hamels has been great. Awesome. Outstanding. The however many starts he made before that this year, not so much. Yeah. So I I think for me that, that would influence it. Now I agree. Three relievers. Would be outstanding. I think two gives you a shot. Yeah. If you can get if you can get a third, that's great. Yeah. Um, we've both seen Connor Sadzik once in double A in person. We've looked at the numbers. The numbers are not very good. He's not ready. Yeah, it doesn't appear to doesn't be ready. Doesn't mean he's not gonna be a major leaguer. Ranger fans, uh people that love prospects, he's gonna be a major leaguer. He has the stuff. He does not have the ability right now to get out major league hitters, and it might not even happen in two thousand eighteen. But he will. I believe by 2019, Sazic will have had an opportunity to get out major leaguers in a major league game. But right now in 2017, if you want to see a guy come up and put up an ERA uh, in the double digits, you can call up Sazic. I think if he had to pitch uh, in the major leagues the rest of this season, his ERA would be 10 or higher. Okay. Uh, All right. So there are other guys who are free agents to be. And... Just because you trade them away doesn't mean you can re-sign them. But I think for right. these guys, if you were to trade them, the likelihood of you re-signing them would be small. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to ask you for each guy, do you want to keep him here beyond next year? Okay. And do you give him the qualifying offer? Because for some of these guys, they might be eligible uh, to bring something back in yeah. return yeah. if if they were to turn down the QO. So yeah. let's start with Carlos Gomez. Okay, the qualifying offer, I'd give him. I'm a little bit nervous about that one, but I would like to give him a two-year and about $25 million contract, so about 12 and a half a year. I know that's not as much as the qualifying offer for that one year, so he might hurt me a little bit and take the – it's about $16 million, right? Shoot, it might be more than that. Right, so that's the tough one. Yeah. Is he might say, well, shoot, you gave me the qualifying offer. I'll just take one for that much money. But I'd like to keep him, but sign him to like a two-year contract. I could possibly do a three-year contract yeah. with him. I don't mind doing a three-year deal with Gomez, uh, but you know, I'm hoping that at the end of that deal, the third year, Leody Tavares is my center fielder, and Carlos Gomez is a corner outfielder, which is that's great. I just I don't mind having that guy here. Yeah. Um, okay. If you know, if the Rangers were in full sell mode, I also wouldn't mind trading that guy. But yeah. uh, uh, I wouldn't mind having him here. Okay. All right. Tyson Ross. 
Tyson Ross, uh, let's see how he pitches the rest of the way. I don't think he's a tradable asset. I don't think teams can look at him and think that he can really give them anything because you're going to be inconsistent after having that much time off. And if you need somewhat what you believe in trading for a consistent pitcher. Uh, so I would like to have him back. I will not offer him the qualifying offer. He would Agreed. take that in a heartbeat. But I would like to have him back on another one-year deal right now. But another maybe prove I, it. Yeah, make a, maybe I have to do a two-year deal on yeah. it. But that's, that'll be determined on how he pitches the last two months of the season. Andrew Kashner. I think he's an interesting one because I, will not I do give think him qualifying. Yeah, I will not either. I do think though that uh, Andrew Kashner has pitched well enough to where he might have value to other teams yeah. trying to fill out their rotation. I don't know. Like, there's a threshold with starting pitchers of the deadline. There's will he be in our playoff rotation, and then there's the guy who is just trying to fill out the depth. I don't know that there's a team that's going to look and say, "Man, Andrew Kashner definitely would be in our playoff rotation." Maybe, maybe he would. I don't think he's a definite for each team, right. but I do think he's a guy that could have value to a team looking to to get some starting pitching depth. Yeah, he's a guy that I'll listen to offers on. I just don't know how much I'll really get. Do you? Would you be excited if he was back next year with what you've seen? Yes. I, I There's something about him. I, I know the numbers probably suggest otherwise with the low strikeouts, but I, I just enjoy watching this guy pitch. And, yeah. Well, as uh, if today, you have Hamels, Perez, and nobody else in your rotation next year. Guaranteed, yeah. So I, I probably having him back would, would help me out a lot more than uh, somebody else. Yeah. Uh, How about LaCroix? I'm giving him the qualifying offer because I think he turns it down. I don't offer him a contract, but I do get a pick out of it because somebody will give him a contract. I don't think that he's a Ranger on August 1st. Okay. So I. All right, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, quite, okay. yeah. All right. Um, Napoli, I don't, I don't know that anyone. They go seven up. and three in these next ten games. You're still trading them. Yeah, I am. Okay. I am. What if he hits three home runs and bats four hundred in those ten games? Okay, then that's a different conversation. If he's like, if he's legitimately showing signs of turning a corner, I love my catcher platoon. Then, yeah, uh, the my catcher combo. But if it's just single, single, whatever, okay, then I, I think I, I see what I can get. Okay. Um, again, though, he's got to give me something that outweighs the compensatory pick. Okay. Does that make sense? Otherwise, yeah. then I may as well. Uh, let, me, let me do this, and I know I'm taking it from you here. No, but, no. Do uh, I don't, Mike Napoli, no. But how about this? I did read this in ESPN, and I want your opinion on this. Uh, it said the one thing each team needs to do in the second half. So it just gives one thing. And it said for the Rangers, bench Napoli and play Gallo every day at first base. So then that... That opens up the DH spot to Chew. Uh, that we have Gomez, Mazzara, and who am I missing here in the outfield? Well, the Shields. The Shield. Oh, the Shields. The Shields. There you go. Uh, yeah, I'm. Hey, I'm totally okay with that. I do not mind. Mike Napoli has been a lot better since the end of April. However, uh, he still has not been tremendous against righties. Yeah, I don't mind giving him the occasional start against righties. I, you know, I, I don't mind that at all. But if you were to tell me that the rest of the way, Mike Napoli would start every game against a lefty starter, and he would start two-fifths of games against righty starters, I'd be totally fine with that. Okay. I'm okay with that. What about you? Yeah, I think I would like to kind of move forward with uh, Joey Gallo getting more at-bats and every once in a while facing some lefties here and there, which doesn't mean Napoli can obviously, like you're talking about, he can take over for Chu or Mazzara, yeah. give somebody a day off DH-wise that way. Uh, okay, biggest 
question mark in the second half that is not trade-related for you? What you are Ken, most okay. intrigued about? The Rangers still haven't closed a game since Matt Bush lost the job. They have not had an opportunity to close sure, they a have game. They've not had a safe situation in the ninth. I'm interested because I'm assuming on this 10-game road trip, at some point there's going to be a two-run game in the seventh <laughs> inning that the Rangers are winning. How they do the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. It looks like there'll be somewhat of a Bush in the seventh. Uh, right now, I would say uh, lefty. Claudio. Claudio in the eighth. And then Leclerc in the ninth, but I'm not including Kella because he hasn't been healthy. Yeah. Uh, the way that I've watched, the way it looks like uh, Banny's going to use the bullpen. I'm excited to see how that works out. And if that doesn't work out, you're totally screwed. Yeah. Because there's nothing else to do. You can just go back to Bush if you wanted to. But I mean, that's this is it. This is the last gasp is to somewhat see if Leclerc or Kella can handle that job. I, for me, I guess I'm I'm trying to not think about the bullpen. I, I'm curious to see if Rudy can ki- continue what he was doing prior to the All Star okay. break, uh, because I think that would be tremendous for this lineup. Okay, so there you go. When is Adrian Beltre getting three thousand? We'll ask this question <laughs> at the end of each podcast until he does. Uh, he needs how many more? Twenty two. Twenty two. I would say give me twenty games. Okay, so that puts us in early to mid August. Okay. All right. Mikey? Yeah. Appreciate it. There you go. That's the Halloween Calm Podcast. He's Mike. I'm Jared. Thanks for joining us on 105 through the fan.com.